Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and you are back for the round of 32 in this year Marvel movie tournament. And don't let that uh, that title confuse you. It's not just movies; it's also TV. Uh, you just needed you needed the the hook, line, and sinker. You know, you needed the catchy the catchy sounding name. I can't be like movie Marvel movie and shows tournament. It just doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't flow off the tongue like Marvel movie tournament does. Uh, I am joined. By Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure pleasure to have you. You know, uh, we're here to talk uh, the round of 32 in our our Marvel movie tournaments. We did the round of 64 part one and two. So if you're here for the first time, go ahead and check those out. We've got some uh, interesting results back from our from our Twitter polls as to what uh, what is superior in our in our round of 64. And we've got a few differences. We got a few differences, like uh, uh, the general public voted Captain America Civil War past Hawkeye by a wide margin, um, which we, we voted Hawkeye through rather easily, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, what else is what else is new? Uh, oh, yes, Daredevil 2003, starring Ben Affleck, is, <laughs> is defeating the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in our poll, which I just got to think, like, that just feels racist. Yeah, there, there's something wrong going there. Um, it's either people are confusing the movie with the Netflix series, um, and then they get to the Netflix series poll down there, and then they realize that that was the movie, but they've already voted and they can't change. Yeah. Or um, people are just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> that, that one was a pretty easy... Uh, pass through yeah like we were like yeah this is this is definitely the falcon and the winter soldier and it's not close um and then we got we got two more two more differences they've got spider-man 3 beating black widow which uh i mean to follow up on the last one just feels a little like misogyny (laughs) Um, yeah and then the last difference which is understandable i generally expected this one agents of shield is losing to captain america the first avenger and we kind of justified that with the fact that neither of them would probably move on in the next round anyway. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give Agents of Shield a win here. Um, but yeah, generally we're on the we're on the same page for the most part. Um, now it's interesting. I made that graphic for the round of sixty four, and if you like look at the movies in the background, I don't I don't think I picked a single losing movie. Uh, I think I picked 24 of the 32 winners. Damn. So, uh, so like, if someone, if someone had, like, really paid attention, it's, like, heavy spoilers. Um, <laughs> like. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess it makes sense that you would just gravitate towards the. The more popular ones, you know, like, that's just kind of what I did. But I thought, and it turned out really dope. I was really proud of it. But. Oh, I think there's one. There's one? I think so. 
I'm trying to see it where where it is. But uh, Fantastic Four, did it win or lose? Oh, no, Fantastic Four lost. Yes. Damn. One out of 24, though. There you go. That's that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> that's pretty fucking good. But let's go ahead and do the round of 32. We'll start with, uh, with our first matchup here. Uh, and I'm not sure if this will end up being a part one and part two. Depends on how long it goes. But we'll start with the part one side of things. Uh, that would coincide with the round of 64. Uh, one seed, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse versus nine seed, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Now, well, Hawkeye, Hawkeye won in the first in the first round, defeating Captain America Civil War, and the people generally disagreed with it. And I can confidently say neither of them would have made it past the second round. Yep. Uh, so. You know, one of the best comic book movies ever made. Uh, this is a pretty pretty easy decision here. Um, but, you know, got to give Hawkeye its love for being the show that I think surprised me the most out of any Marvel show. Um, oh, 100%. I definitely didn't expect what we got out of that show. Uh, I was, I was. if you go listen to our previous episodes prior to Hawkeye and we talked about Hawkeye at all, I was like, I'm not fucking excited for Hawkeye. In fact, I might not even watch Hawkeye. Um, I mean, obviously, I was always going to watch Hawkeye. It's MCU, and it's going to add to the mm-hmm. story. It's going to add to the narrative. I got to watch. I got to know what's happening. But the, the show the show was much, much better than I anticipated. It enhanced Clint Barton's character in a way that I didn't anticipate, a way that I certainly didn't think was going to happen. And the introduction of Kate Bishop, uh, along with her forming a connection with Yelena Belova for the future of Marvel, mm-hmm. it's just it's just... It's a great setup. I mean, Kingpin and Maya Lopez, that whole that whole side of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're probably we're heading we're heading in a direction where it feels more and more like we're going to get like this Marvel Knights uh Midnight Suns adaptation sort of with mm. Daredevil, Echo, Moon Knight, like this this you side see of the, the Moon Knight suit leak. Oh, did you see that the trailer dropped? For real? Yeah, it's coming out. So March. the suit leaked, and then they're just like, "Oh fuck!" Trailer. Yeah, March thirtieth. <laughs> March thirtieth is the official premiere. Let's go. Let's go. Um, March thirtieth. Yeah. Let me add that in because it was in the in the sheet. I have all the release dates on there. Gotta gotta add that one in. It was to be announced, but now it is not. That March thirtieth, twenty twenty two. So generally, the way that I take that is that uh, the book of Boba will conclude the moon Knight will pick up. And then after moon Knight, I think we can expect Kenobi in the summer. Mm. Um, May. Oh, Ooh. May the 4th. Mm-hmm. Kenobi's going to get a May the 4th premiere. I think isn't Dr. Strange multiverse of man. Or is that the sixth, the sixth? It's a couple days after the fourth, but, uh, Oh wait, I think. it might be on the fourth. Is the fourth. Wow, it is the fourth? Interesting. So, hmm. I, I think. Wow, I wouldn't have thought Marvel would have done that. You know, having just owning. You know, having Disney. Like, you think Doctor there Strange would be Multiverse something? Multiverse of Madness's release date is the fourth. Uh, well, well, this says the fourth, and this says the sixth. I'm seeing both of them. because well, the sixth is the Friday. The fourth is a Wednesday, and Fridays are typically movie release dates. But it's also a holiday weekend because Cinco de Mayo is on 
Mm. on Thursday. So I'm not sure if they release it a couple days early for holiday weekends in order to get those holiday weekend numbers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. That'll be interesting to to see how it shakes out. But uh, yeah, May the 4th, regardless, is a Wednesday, which is the day Disney t- Disney Plus has been wanting to put out their content. So I think we can oh, pretty it much just works out perfectly. Kenobi is coming May the 4th. Uh, oh, man. At least something, a premiere. Oh. Um, oh, that's de- definitely bound to happen. But yeah, Hawkeye spun that conversation. That's the, the <laughs> Disney Plus connection thread there. I uh, just want to make that clear. Uh, but Spider-Man Into the Spider- Spider-Verse does defeat Hawkeye, uh, ultimately. Sorry for the sidetracking. It happens. On to the next round. What a matchup. Got a couple of sequels here, and a four versus a five, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 versus Deadpool 2. Now this is this is this is a match made in heaven, right here, uh, the the pinnacle of superhero action comedy. Um, mm-hmm. This right alongside what I would say the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, but they, yeah, they were in these movies do it very well. Yeah, they, mm. I don't yeah. know. Ooh, this is tough. I mean, okay, I know where I am. I mean, like, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Volume Two is a bet is a generally better movie i think uh story-wise but here's the thing deadpool 2 surprised me mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy volume 2 feels like it was the natural step for the for like a guardians crew you know like this makes sense and the and the grander narrative and stuff deadpool 2 is just a a unique movie but goddamn, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is like the pinnacle Ooh. of sci-fi. I gotta go, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Like it's just like I, it'd be blasphemous to put Deadpool Two past Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. But it's it's, I mean it, it's kind of close. I I don't know. Closer than your initial thought, but when you think about it more, not 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 quite God, as close as you thought. Just rock, like all those movies just rock. Um, they're too damn good. Yeah, I can can never. I don't know. Um, I, okay, yeah. I'd say Guardians is probably more rewatchable than Deadpool 2. You know? They're both pretty rewatchable movies, but I, I, I think I've certainly watched Guardians of the mm. Galaxy Volume 2 more than I've watched Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly a... enough, I haven't really been paying attention to this little distinction. I think this might be the first matchup we've had where I saw both the movies in theaters. Mm. Um, I haven't I haven't been thinking about that. But I'm gonna go ahead and take a look see real quick to see if that's that's been applicable to anywhere else. Um you know what? Ah Shang-Chi Captain and the Marvel. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel and Dark Phoenix. Do you see Dark I did Phoenix not catch Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. in the theater. Never mind. Um yeah, Shang-Chi and the Wolverine. That's another one. I saw both those in theater. Um The Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor Ragnarok and the Avengers. So there's a few more of them than I thought. Um, but that's cool. This is a fun little factoid. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Thor The Dark World. Um, and let's see. I think that's it. Yes, that is it. 
But yeah, so saw X Men Origins Wolverine in theaters. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Um, I don't think I was like, that's going to be worth my money. I'm eight. I have better things to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two ultimately defeats Deadpool Two, and it was not the first time we'd had a couple movies that I'd seen in theaters. Uh, but first time in the round of thirty-two. Um, and yeah, that was a uh, uh, pretty easy, pretty easy. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is the shit. But uh, on to the next. We got a three seed versus a six seed, and WandaVision versus Iron Man. Mm. The man responsible for Wanda's, you know, parents Tragedy. dying, um, sending her on her path. This is interesting. Um, you know, I I love Iron Man. Uh, he he was my guy. You know, I love I love these movies, but. It's not WandaVision. WandaVision was special, man. That was that was special. I mean I I think the Twitter poll, I'm curious on how this one will this one will go out. I think Iron Man will I think it'll still lose, but I think it'll be by by a slim margin. And I don't I don't um, hold these in nearly the same esteem. Like it's not it's not a close margin for me. Yeah. Like WandaVision's substantially more significant to me than Iron Man is. Um just that era, and you know, we're coming off the one year anniversary of WandaVision just a couple days ago, January fifteenth, mm. when it premiered last year. Um th- like that was just such a special fucking time. Like that that week to week experience, it hasn't been matched by another Marvel show yet. Um mm. and maybe that maybe it won't be because it was the first one and it was littered in, in mystery and stuff and and uh that's it's it's like hard to top. Like I don't I, I all the MCU Disney Plus shows, none of them have been quite as enjoyable to me as WandaVision was. So uh I think WandaVision's an easy an easy choice here over Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, this one is not difficult. Um I just think people hold on to the the first movie thing too much, uh, with Iron Man. It is still a great movie. Um I still love that movie, but like it's it's not better than WandaVision. No, um, it's not. It's just not. Um and I think that's pretty pretty simple, pretty pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, Tony Stark, I mean, obviously got it all started. He deserves his respect. He got, and I mean, like, he got his respect, you know, Endgame, Endgame ultimately the seal that enhances the first Iron Man movie tenfold. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like mm-hmm. just oh. a couple callbacks that pull through and it's like, you know what? This was a good ending for Tony. This is, it's how it goes. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it was a good start, but it's not WandaVision. Mm-mm. Not even close. All right. On to the next then. Mm-hmm. Let's go with a two versus a seven. And Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 versus X-Men Days of Future Past. And again, not hard. Not hard at all. Um, yeah, I mean, our love for the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies is, is pretty strong. You know, it's it's weird that this one is uh, the higher seed than Volume 2. Like, knowing that we kind of like Volume 2 more than one. You know, we kind of arrived at that. But, like, you know. It's interesting when I think about think about it, like, in comparison. Because they mm. do, like, 
they serve very different purposes. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as the, the pure enjoyment of the movie I am watching, the second one is just a lot more fun. A lot like you can tell they had a little bit bigger of a budget. They got like James Gunn got to be more James Gunn. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, got to do what they wanted with that movie. And Guardians of the Galaxy, like, it's a great origin, like, a great way to bring these characters together, uh, and a very moving story by the end. Mm. But uh, ultimately, I think, like, it loses a little steam on the Kree side of things. Like, uh, I, I, like I, I never really gave a shit about the Kree until Captain Marvel, like, added a dimension to them that wasn't just, like, an Imperial force that's mm. out here to dominate. Um and it was it was interesting because like I remember starting Captain Marvel and being like, "Wait a fucking minute these these are the Kree, mm. and she's on their side." I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, I guess they're not blue. Is there like two different factions <laughs> of Kree that are like the white the white Kree and the blue Kree, and it's like or like the human Kree and the blue Kree and the, but they also had Gemma Chan who was also Cersei in Eternals as a blue Kree in Captain Marvel, um." Yeah, they, uh... I think her name's Minerva, so cool that Cersei, Gemma Chan, has a couple of roles in the MCU, but... It was definitely confusing, um, to begin with, that's that's for sure. Um, but, you know, X-Men Days of Future Past, like, one of, uh, most fun X-Men movies. Oh, no doubt, um, getting, getting to see James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart together on screen, literally on screen together as professor x both of them at the same time looking into each other's eyes talking to each other what the fuck Damn. that's amazing but it's not guardians, guardians. crew guardians man. Is just fucking fantastic and when when the main character when star lord is like the worst one of them one of them all like and he's not even that bad like like oh yeah he's got just pretty you know you got a good crew whenever the main guy has like, I don't know. Like I care about Sarlo kind of the least uh, yeah, <laughs> out of Star-Lord's all of them. Got like one, um, one big, like two big moments for me. Like two moments where I'm like, that's right. You did you, you did it right. You know, like uh, whenever mm-hmm. they're in space, uh, Gamora's floating out there and he puts his, his shit on her and lets her breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's, that's a really good move that like, and then the other one is when ego tells him, I like, and that's why I killed your mother, you know, like, and his eyes go from like Mm. the galaxy to the, to like back to his human eyes. And he says, what did you just say? Like, Mm. like, I'm like, fuck yeah, buddy, do your shit. Like, but, and then he punches Thanos. You get one one in guardians and you get Mm. one and you get one in guardians of the galaxy volume two, you know, like he's guaranteed. And that's the thing is that he's like, he's generally the epitome of like a fuck up. (laughs) Who has like one redeeming thing that keeps them in the loop? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I don't know if he like didn't punch Thanos whenever they literally had the gauntlet like off, like right. You know, like it's such a difficult part of Infinity War I mean, to watch. I like I remember watching like, that in theater, like oh, oh, like no, like oh man. But like, I guess it makes sense to have him like, be the one that Peter, that Peter does over there, it, like. And then, like, he didn't, he didn't got it. Um, but no, yeah, Peter, Peter Quill. Ultimately, I think he's been one of the better written characters across the MCU in terms of story. Like, not a lot of characters have gotten the treatment that Peter Quill has gotten uh, 
but and I think that shines in why Gar- the Guardians movies are so fucking great. Mm. Um, so yeah, it definitely it definitely takes out X Men Days of Future Past here. Um, and I believe we now only have one movie left with the X Men, uh, the official X Men distinction. Mm. Dang. Uh, coming up in a couple a couple matchups. But uh let's let's go on to our next matchup. We got a two versus a seven. One of the more interesting matchups in a couple of movies that I hold in a very similar esteem. Uh mm. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Spider-Man Homecoming. And you know, further removed from Shang-Chi and the Le- Legend of the Ten Rings, my head is like it hasn't cooled on it. Like I still think it's like far and away the best origin movie Marvel has done, but I'm not as like fucking floored by how amazing it was as I was the first couple times I watched it, which is the natural effect of these movies that happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even so it's still, it's still, it still beats Spider-Man homecoming. Like I just, I just wanted to say that to show you like my head is, is cooled on Shang-Chi However, this movie is still fucking gas. Like it's it's still undoubtedly one of the best in the MCU. Oh yeah, it's gas. Like it is rewatchable to all hell. Um like it it really never gets old. It's such a feel good movie too. Mm. Um like I guess Homecoming is I don't know. You kind of I don't know. It's kind of like damn. You kind of feel bad for like Vulture a little bit, but like not really and it's like you kind of feel good for Peter at the end, but that's what's crazy. <laughs> there ain't a single happy ending in in, in the MCU trilogy of for Spider Man. Like, because Spider Man Homecoming ends, and like <laughs> he had to send his his crush's dad to to prison. She's not happy with him. She's leaving, and I mean, like he's like, "Hey, I'm chilling," you know. Like Spider Man's in a good way, but it like like not. Like, cause Tony invites him. He's like, you want to join the Avengers? And he's like, nah, you know, like I, I got my, I got my lane that I've carved out. And this mm-hmm. is a similar thing for me as, uh, the Iron Man three ending mm. where like Iron Man three ends and you're like, cool. Tony seems to kind of be ch- chill and done with the whole, the whole superhero life. And then Avengers age of Ultron rolls around and he's more active than ever. And then Spider-Man homecoming, he denies becoming Avenger. And then mm. the next appearance is infinity war where he is just immediately dubbed an Avenger. And I guess, you know, what you what you need at the time. It makes sense. Um, I mean, he was kind of fighting the, the, the big battle cut. to save the universe yeah, and all. Yeah. Kind of half the universe. You're but, an Avenger uh, now. Yeah, and then, I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> the, the endings really get more devastating every time. You know, the first one is just like a dad and his girlfriend. But then it's kind of peter parker is spider-man yeah and then it's like public enemy number one on earth and then now it's no one even knows who he is anymore <laughs> like jeez this dude just can't get a break like yeah dude i guess he's getting three more there. movies and or whatever you know he's getting millions and millions of dollars but uh, oh yeah tom holland's doing but fine peter, but peter yeah, Peter's parker's not having doing a rough too. go of it um Dang. Nah, yeah, i just can't wait for peter parker to meet gwen stacy at college and be like oh Mm. when he thinks like Andrew thinks to what Andrew said, I lost Gwen. She was my MJ. He's gonna be like, Oh, do I go for 
Yeah, see, like, how do you handle that situation, you know? Like, he knows Toby's best friend Harry killed him, <laughs> tried to kill him and went crazy. He meets a Harry Osborne, and he's like... Maybe I don't become friends with you, you know? <laughs> maybe, like, your dad being a green goblin. Well, I guess maybe, maybe in this universe, Harry, you know, he... I don't know. I'm still confused. I'm still confused because there is still a behind the scenes photo with Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke characters in Moon Knight with Willem Dafoe on the set of Moon Knight. So like what the fuck going on there? Is it like uh, the MCU reality's version of Norman Osborn isn't the goblin yet and like <laughs> still has that opportunity to become the goblin like no. I, it is that only in Andrew Garfield's universe is the Goblin not William Defoe. Yeah. It is a universal constant besides Andrew's universe that the Green Goblin must be William Defoe. And from this point forward in all of time, even after William Defoe's long gone, we will preserve him perfectly enough. To keep the Green Goblin going. Keep the Green Goblin um, alive. It's just like... Uh, we must always be able like, to go Goblin mode. Yeah. If we could have done that with like uh, Heath Ledger, you know, if we could have preserved Heath Ledger's Joker, uh, we would have, you know. like, uh, But we might get there with William wanna, Defoe. Like, it's crazy to think about how different of a movie The Dark Knight Rises would have been. Because... I have the suspicion that it would have been Bane and Joker less so than Rachel Ghoul's daughter and Bane mm. had Heath Ledger still been alive. Like a ah, like they like the holder. Because like, Bane would have definitely bust him out of jail. Like he but he does a massive prison break. Like and with that, the Joker would come with it. So like, damn. Yeah, it could have, could have been an even crazier movie than it was. Just interesting Jeez. to think about. But, uh, you know, R.I.P. to Heath Ledger. What a legend. But, uh, yeah, I think we gave Spider-Man Homecoming its justice. It's uh, mm -hmm. sad to see it go as it is one of my favorite Spider-Man movies overall. Uh, I just rewatched it again the other night. And, uh, God, it's it's sweet. You know, like mm -hmm. it's just like it is a treat for Spider-Man fans. And I, I like I. I can't even grasp why we, why collectively Spider-Man fans had a problem with it. Uh, you don't know. It's uh, Spider-Man. Everyone's always got to have like an off take or like right. a, a take, you know, that's whatever. And you like, know, that kind of applies to everything. It's star Wars. It's anything Marvel, anything like anything anywhere that's coming out is going to have someone who's like, this isn't good. And then a bunch of people are going to be like, you know what? I agree. <laughs> um, yep. And it's like, you know what? Okay. Some people are just not going to like the shit that's getting put out. And you know that happens. But Spider-Man Homecoming has the makings of a great Spider-Man movie. I don't, I, I don't get the gripes. Um, but Shang-Chi is just a nearly perfect film. Mm. Yes. Yeah, ma masterfully crafted. All the martial arts, all the fight scenes, all the... the even just the, the family storyline. You know, just mm -hmm. the... Oh, my God, everything. Everything about that movie is just awesome. It's amazing. We get the Sorcerer Supreme, not even knowing that he was the Sorcerer Supreme at the time. Just right. what's he doing? What's he doing fighting Abomination as well? The and it also Supreme? it also makes it more clear why why he would be the one to come and get 
Shang Chi. It's not like a. It's not like uh, a go and get uh, Shang Chi yeah. Wong. It's like this is of the highest priority to the magic community. The Sorcerer Supreme needs to know what's happening. Here. So why is he fighting Abomination though? Is that just his off time? You know, it's interesting to think about. Um, well, you know, he did a. They did make jokes about like uh the cost of living at the Sanctum Sanctorum. Like he's probably making money to like pay the rent. Like <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair, yeah. You you like walk like the up. Cost no one upkeep must be quite a like, bit. If no one knows you're the source of supreme, and you're like, hey, I want to take on that giant lizard thing right there. I'll I'll take him down. Everyone's gonna be also like, seemed like they were homies. Mm. like they knew each oh, other true like, true like they were oh, yeah. like he was like i told you to start pulling your punches mm. like they're clearly oh, fixing right. the fights mm. <laughs> um, so that's just how they keep the sanctum open dude that's hilarious i think i think after spider-man is. no way home that's got to be the connection at least for now uh but like that that still doesn't explain why abominations around like why he's the guy that wong is fighting with <laughs> uh and i hope that's more on the val side of things mm. um but uh Regardless, I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, Shang-Chi over Spider-Man Homecoming. On to the next. We've got a three versus a six in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus Captain Marvel. Not quite as easy as these other ones have been to this point. Um... Ooh. I love the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I do. That shit makes me so happy. Captain Marvel's a banger, though. That Captain Marvel's a fucking good movie, dude. That's like, I, that's an exquisite film. Young Nick Fury and Captain Marvel just going around. I could have that all day. Like, their interactions are just Gold. beautiful. I love them together. Um, and then, like, her whole backstory... Um, her Earth backstory and her Kree backstory is amazing. Um, like in the whole scroll part of the story is awesome. Like that revelation that the first time like watching that was crazy. Oh yeah, like that's um, that's an amazing twist in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's a holy shit! I did not see that coming. Like I was wondering how the fuck this worked and this makes sense. It's all clicking together, but like I was I did not know how we were gonna get here. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have Monica, you know, little Monica Rambeau, you know, in there. Maria and Maria like, and Carol together. That's, like. that's kind of a cool part about watching it in timeline order because then you'd be like, oh, my God, that's – yeah, Monica, like yeah. I haven't seen her in so long. It makes sense that she's, old, you know, older now or whatever. But That's true. That's true. Um, and, I mean, like it would give you the effect of what Captain Marvel's absence has been like. Like mm. she went off Earth and she was doing shit. Like that's why she hasn't been here. She comes back for Infinity War. They're like, where have sure. you been? Or Endgame. And they're like, where have you been? Um, hmm. But, uh, but dude, Sam Wilson. And I don't even, like, what's crazy is I don't think I even really need to say more. Like, Sam Wilson becoming Captain America was one of the single best arcs the MCU has presented before us ever. And then you have Bucky alongside it. Ah, and the, like that scene where he doesn't turn into the Winter Soldier will forever like that. Um, oh my the God. first time we see Sam in the cap suit, um, 
And whenever he takes Isaiah Bradley to his shrine in the Captain America Museum, oh my God, dude. Oh my fucking God. Like, I was like, like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, it stands as, for me, I know I said WandaVision's the most enjoyable. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier stands as the best MCU mm. show we've got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, oh, my God. Like, that last episode, just by itself, is like... God, the ending. Is ah. so good. It is gold. Like that, that song they play on and on by Curtis Harding, and it's just like, like, things are just happy at the end of that series, you know? And it's like... Captain America can fly. You know? Like, and he's going to wield Mjolnir. Probably. I hope. Can you imagine a cap flying around throwing Mjolnir too? Like, and bouncing it and throwing you bounce off the sheet. Oh, come on, dude. Oh, do you think he's wielding Mjolnir? It'll be a while. It'll be a while before he does. But, because... The He's thing gonna have is, to go on like that, a Steve Rogers, like a. The thing is, is that yeah. Endgame came out eight, eight or nine years after the first Avenger. Now Sam Wilson became Captain America two years after Endgame. Okay, so yes. like, yes, he can't do it again for a while, or else it's gonna be like, well, come on, like but, we just saw this, but. Cap could do it his whole life. There's there was never a moment like in Cap's life where he probably couldn't lift Mjolnir, you know? Like he he's, he's always, always been able to do it since I mean confirmed since Age of Ultron. Probably but, even like, when he was the scrawny. Even boy. before, yeah. He could he could do it. Um so like if that's true, Sam Wilson will be like, well, if Cap could do it. I might at least try. You know, it'd be like, it's like I mean, the next, it's the obvious thing to important like. Important note. Thor is. Sam Wilson's not, Sam Wilson's not in that Age of Ultron scene. And he's in Age of Ultron at other points. No, but like, he he saw Cap wield Mjolnir in Endgame. And then he's like off and he's going to be like, oh, I'm Cap now. I try, you know, but. No, like, yeah, I, I get that. I'm saying like. There has to be a purpose as to why Sam Wilson was in other scenes in that movie, including other scenes in that apartment in Age of Ultron, and was not a part of trying to lift it, I don't think. Oh. Do you think they knew? Did they know from his inception that he was going to be Cap eventually? I think they had to know it was a possibility. Sam Wilson in the comic books was Cap before. Damn. I never even thought about that. That like, since oh my god, since all the holy shit, he's introduced in the Winter Soldier. That's insane. Um, in twenty thirteen, here let me let me look up when Sam Wilson's first appearance as Captain America. Let's see what that is. When that is. I mean, okay. What would be interesting is if he uh, he goes to try, but he it doesn't work. But then I don't know. I, I don't know what I'd like more. Like uh, because I, I don't. It would make sense that he already could wield it. You know, like uh, it, it is also interesting that Sam Wilson did not become Captain America until an issue in, of Captain America in 2014. 
So the Winter Soldier would have been out, but Age of Ultron wouldn't have been. Um, mm. hmm. So it's interesting. And it's also, I, interestingly enough, also looking into this publication history, Samuel Thomas Wilson, known as the Falcon, was the first African-American superhero in mainstream comic books. First appeared in Captain America 117 in September of 1969. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, yeah. And at, uh, upon this this whole this whole conversation, I've I've swayed further and further into the Falcon and Winter Soldier's <laughs> camp. I love I love that show to death, Captain Marvel. Like I hate hate to see it go, um, but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just special, you know. What if Bucky can wield it now, like that? He's healed, and then he, dude. There's death. Like okay, there's gonna be a they moment like bet- between. Do you think? No way, dude. That would be so cute, though. It'd be so cute. Here's here's my thing, is that, like, no matter what, I don't think they do it. I don't don't think either of them will ever lift Mjolnir. Just from a storytelling perspective, like... But it happens in the comics all the time. Like, you, like... Whoever can, like, just somehow they have it, you know, like at some yeah, okay, point. Okay, okay. And here's the thing, too. I guess if they were to do it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't make a moment of it like they did for Steve's cap. Mm-hmm. It would just be kind of a thing where, like, one of them caught Mjolnir and then threw it to the next guy. Like, like, mm. I don't think that it, because. If you go back into that bag, it just starts to feel cheap. Like, okay, so are we going to do this for literally anybody who can lift Mjolnir? Like, it'd be really cool if, like, Thor does the thing where he throws there's a it. Few characters, there's a few characters in the Marvel Universe that should be able to lift Mjolnir by the standards that Steve set. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I guess the only people that we know for sure can is Steve, Vision, obviously Thor. Um, Thanos. And interestingly enough, rewatched Endgame. He can lift it after he said he's gonna wipe out everything and rebuild from the rebuild from an atom. Um. Okay, but that his intentions are still true, although bad. His intentions are still true. Then what makes what makes one worthy? Like 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 just in his the will mind, to do something in his mind. It is made up that if he accomplishes his goal, it will be better for just life. That in his mind, it is made up that it is better for life. Um, and I think that's all it takes is like, I don't know. I don't know if it has to be on goodwill, you know, like it has to be. How do you, how, how does that, you know, then how does that determine? No, yeah, yeah. So, it can't be based on goodwill either because like, obviously, like. Thanos could Thanos could lift it. Um but another character who I I think could and won't but it would be super cool at some point is Gamora. But uh mm. I for some reason she just has that air of worthiness to her. Oh, and Jane. Well, yeah. Jane Foster's about to become Thor, so That's true. So, yeah, she, she, she has will, to be will. able to lift Mjolnir. <laughs> uh she's um, one of our she's one of our confirmed ones now. I'm going to make um, a theory on how Sam Wilson will wield it for the first time, or Bucky. I see this happening to either or. Thor is with them, and they're fighting somebody, or doing something. Thor is like, 
hey, catch, or like hang on, like they need to go somewhere far. So, th- you know, like how Thor throws it and Spidey like hang, like yeah. webbed it and like flew with it. Like maybe either Sam Wilson or Bucky will like try to catch it and ride it, but then they will stop it and then crash and then realize that like they weren't being pulled along with it, that they were then wielding it, you know, that like instead of flying along with it, they just grabbed it and then like kind of crash land. But then while crash landing, they realize I have Mjolnir and I'm holding it, you know, like uh, I, 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 I could see that happening like for, for one of them. Yeah. And maybe that's like a simple way where it's like a big moment, but like not huge, like the turning point in, you know, the war. God, <laughs> Captain so. America, the first time he did that shit. Mm, we'll get more of that on the other side. Oh, yeah. We'll, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get more of that on the other side of the bracket, but moving on. Uh, Cause I think we landed on the Falcon and the winter soldier for that matchup. Um, we are on to, the last mat- the last set of matchups for this side of the bracket we've got a 4 seed versus a 5 seed in Spider-Man 2 from 2004 starring Toby Maguire with uh, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock against 5 seed X-Men First Class the last remaining X-Men movie and um, sadly it'll see its demise yeah um, um as Spider-Man 2 fucking slaps <laughs> yeah uh you know, we, we had this conversation about, you know, the sequel being able to be a better movie than the origin because you don't have to establish all these things. Um, and I, I think this holds true with Toby's movies. Uh, I I do think the second one is just critically a better movie. Um, I just think I like the William Dafoe and like I like yeah, I like the idea of one more, but like the better movie is uh, the second one. God, and the action sequences in Spider-Man 2 are just special, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh knowing the eventual impact and influence it has on Spider-Man No Way Home obviously enhances it quite quite a great deal as well. And it was mm-hmm. already standalone able to beat this movie. But now that we have a full, like, now we know they go back to that reality and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, like Doc Ock isn't, isn't going to die and Do Toby's going to Do you think, though? Okay. No, that's what's interesting is that, like, does Doc Ock just go back and he's like, shit, I still have to bury this thing. Because um, the thing is, is that William or the Goblin, they all mentioned that, like, they were about to die, then they were here. So they were, a, like, William Defoe, like, Spidey was about to backflip over the glider and it was about to, you know, yeah. that that's where he came out of. And, like, if he's just going right back in, does, like, the history change? Or, like, does he just pop right back into where he was, but with all of the thought and, like, you know? Uh-oh. So, yeah, and, like, it makes the uh-oh. Like, it, obviously, Her, they did not plan that. No, oh, yeah, but, like, if, no if he goes. Way, but, like. Oh. Like, it's, like, it's, like. <laughs> it makes it hilarious. Yeah. If that is true. Like, if. With in all, the spirit, yeah. in the spirit of the movie's point, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that they they found a way to figure that out. They won't go back and just die immediately. Um, but because uh, <laughs> I like, I love the idea that like back in Toby's reality, like Toby returns to being the 40 year old man he is, and he goes back to find a 60 year old Octavius doing his thing 
and just being like just being a, a esteemed scientist balling out like as an old man and he's like and like you have an x-men days of future past moment where he's like welcome back friend like like mm. Mm. so like you're you're here now um oh i uh, can't oh man we're just at like the tip of the iceberg now which is insane like no way home's kind of like the tip of the iceberg and like it's just starting mm. but yeah mm. uh x-men first class also a solid 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 movie one of my favorite x-men movies and uh it, it it has a good chance against pretty much anybody on this list, but it had to go against a Spider-Man movie. Uh, and, a, and a Spider-Man movie is just not something you're going to get past, I don't think. Um, Unless you're another Spider-Man movie. Or you're or, Logan. <laughs> um, or you're Logan. Because the next matchup we've got here is a one seed versus a uh, versus an eight seed in Logan versus the amazing spider-man starring andrew garfield and god the amazing spider-man's good it's good and i enjoy it but logan is top top two top three comic book movies of all time like this Mm -hmm. is it's it's a yo what the fuck right no yeah that's a yo what the fuck oh no the very very top top yes of hell yes that's right yeah, um, fuck yes, it's the tippy tippy top. Uh more of that on patreon.com slash Bloom. I mean, yeah. I mean you know, we, we talk about Logan all the time. Um I think every this is one that just is kind of known. Um and usually, you know, just wide accepted opinions of movies isn't like the best thing, but like this one it's just true. It's just fact it's that this undeniably, movie's to- <laughs> Yeah, it's like undeniably the case. Like you watch this movie and especially if especially if you've grown up with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine as like mm. a an iconic figure in Marvel as I like X Men came out the year I was born. And my entire life Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. So this send off it's like, it's like Tony Snap, basically. You know, like it's it's a better send off than Tony Snap. Like, like objectively, this is a better conclusion to any story than anything the damn. MCU provided for Captain America or Tony. Like, I mean, Tony's was momentous and it was a cultural moment, and there, like, there are other reasons that it's great. But from a pure storytelling perspective, Logan, like, is as perfectly executed as it gets as far as a character send off is concerned. Mm. Um, yeah, not. Like, uh, let's I think it'd be dope as fuck if they did Clint Barton like this. Hmm, I could see that. Could see like, like a. I. I mean, he's already like kind of redeemed in a way. Like he's on the road now, you know. Yeah. Um. So I guess he still he still has some work to do, but uh, but I I hope he stays as just like uh like an advisor basically. Yeah. Um, and that he, he really doesn't join the action. Maybe he, uh, you know, him and Kate maybe have like a few moments together where he, he's just getting too old for this stuff. shit. Yeah. Like maybe he's just the, like he becomes the, the arrow maker, you know, he's the, and he right. just like becomes like Tony, like obsessed with just making like these the tinkering. Things. Yeah. All these arrows, but, but, uh, no, yeah. Logan, 
Logan's Logan, and The Amazing Spider-Man is solid. And uh, as far as Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is concerned, he's my favorite. You know, like, I love I love watching this dude as Spider-Man. And this movie was, like I said, on the round of 64. Like, I watched this, and I was like, oh, shit. This movie made me feel when I was 12 more like I could be Spider-Man than any other movie made me feel like I could be Spider-Man. Mm. And uh, that's that's important in a Spider-Man movie. You know, like like, at least to me, it's like, you know what? Yeah, like that made me feel that made me feel good. And that's what like a Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie is ultimately supposed to do. The uh, best and, swinging in any Spidey movie too. They got rivaling it. rivaling yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, like okay, well I'm talking yeah, uh, it, of the universes. Andrew, he, Sony, yeah, that, they got swinging down. Like in the video games in in yeah. They they know what it's about. Um but yeah, I mean, sad, sad that it had to face Logan. Um, but yeah, Logan's just too strong. It's just the nature of of how this is going to be. We're going to have a lot harder matchups in the future. So no, this next round already <laughs> looking over is like, oh my fucking god, how do we even decide on this? Um, but yeah, I go, I go Logan over the Amazing Spider Man. And since we're since we're here. I don't think this needs to be a two-parter. I think we can push through, probably knock us out in an hour and 30, hour and 45-minute episode. We've had longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think we might as well push through with the round of 32 and on to the other side of the bracket. Here we go. Here we go. We've got a, a one seed versus a nine seed in Avengers Infinity War versus Thor Ragnarok. And as we did just have a one versus a, what was that, one versus eight with a, yeah, one versus eight mm-hmm. and Logan versus the Amazing Spider-Man. This is a one versus nine and Infinity War versus Thor Ragnarok. And the margin here is 50 times wider for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you I, know. Don't, I, don't, I don't have any qualms moving on past Thor Ragnarok for Infinity War here. Like I felt a little bit of a tug at the heartstrings for Amazing Spider-Man, but Thor Ragnarok can see the fucking door when it comes to Infinity War, baby. This I- movie's just too fucking good. I guess there will be some people out there that will be like, this is close. You know, there will, there, there are people that love Thor Ragnarok that much. Yeah. Um, but you can't deny the, like, if you saw this movie in theaters and you haven't, and, and it wasn't spoiled for you, it was like one of the most mind blowing, like, movie theater experiences of all time. Like, mm. and, like I, I don't know if anything, you know, other than like a a no way home or like something of that occasion will ever like do that again. That it's it's insane what they did. Um, and you know, Thor Ragnarok was fun, but it didn't have anything that was literally mind blowing and every left everyone silent as they left the movie theater and like what right. just happened. Like, and it had it had a tra like a tragic streak. Asgard is destroyed. The people of Asgard, most, a lot of them are dead. Um, Odin is dead. And then half of the universe is dead. Yep. <laughs> Along with half of your favorite heroes. Yeah. And, uh. They're you know, like, all but the six OG Avengers. Mm-hmm. They all make it through somehow. <laughs> Had to, you know. Them, them, Rocket, and War Machine. They're safe. There's something about. Um, like knowing that Thanos's like uh New York attack 
was a fixed point in time. Like that Avengers team is a fixed point in time. Like just like Doctor Strange is Becoming, fixed to become yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme. So like maybe there's something too like uh that they were the only ones like like they had to had to live like in order because in this universe if they wanted humans to live and not have Thanos win then these specific avengers needed to live i have and, a question like, since since you uh, you know what i'll save it for a couple matches down when doctor strange is relevant again mm-hmm. but uh yeah you're right like it is it is interesting knowing that like that is fixed this is something that has to happen so that this can happen and then it is also fixed apparently was the Avengers thing fixed, or was it just another event, actually? Now, I, I think I might be remembering it wrong. I think it, it – I don't know. I don't know if it, Well, I, actually, no. Uh, see, the thing is that what if really, like, confuses the fuck out of me because obviously the, the multiverse is open now, so, like, any of those fixed points in time can be changed. Like, that doesn't matter anymore. Um, but does it? Because, like, if Doctor Strange doesn't become the Sorcerer Supreme, then, like – that is multiversal wide, you know, like, uh, like it has to happen in every universe in order for the multiverse to stay existing. So like, then why is Captain Carter able to be the first Avenger instead of, well, that's not, that's not a fixed, that's not like a formation of that Avengers team is fixed and Captain America. Okay. So yeah, I don't, I don't think, I, I think I just misspoke whenever, uh, I said that the Avengers thing was a fixed point. I think it was just another, event oh god i think it would like or whatever like you know like whenever asgard was destroyed that was a cat like a category whatever and then like the new york attack was just like a lesser uh whatever i i think um instead of it being a fixed tva just fucks everything dude like it makes everything (laughs) so goddamn confusing because like what They just got a lot of explaining to do over there. Like, how they organized all of these timelines to have the same events, but they don't have to be the same people necessarily. They just have to be the same events. They don't have Mm. to look the exact same or act the exact same, but the same things have to happen. Like It's like they're building all of this very logic-based, you know, like, stuff. Like, Whenever they explain how all of this works, like, they will have to follow that logic, like, everywhere. So they're kind of, you know, in this balance where they don't want to give up too much control for, like, story purposes, obviously. But, like, they need to have something where it's satisfying enough to make sense and and be a good story. So it's, like, how do they find that? Like, this is such a complicated, like, thing just in in general and then finding a way to make it a good story and tie in with everything is just madness like and and with that let's go on to this next one with a four versus a five in spider-man 2002 uh with starring toby Maguire versus avengers endgame now loki gets penalized in loki by the tva for grabbing one of those infinity stones and dipping it is apparently a fixed moment in time that the Avengers go back in time and do this. Like put the infinity stones back and do all this, like take the infinity stones. And then like, that is part of the loop. Like, because that's before the multiverse breaks. I don't think so. 
for I think one, it's only a loop for that one universe, right? Because because Ultron said that there's stones per universe, you know. And right. Then, but then the multiverse breaking or whatever, it still existed before then. You know, it's existed for all time, right? Right. So like <laughs> it, it, there's no, so... the, the way the TVA works, it makes it seem like every moment is a fixed moment in time. I don't but think But then so. we've also gotten certain things pointed out to be fixed moments in time. But if they're if they're not fixed moments in time, why do they get wiped from existence if they don't follow the path? I think the only f- confirmed fixed point in time that we know of is Doctor Strange becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. I think that's the only one that is confirmed, fixed. Gotcha. I do okay, I think like the term fixed point was used in Loki somewhere, but I do not remember what it was for. Um but like I don't know if, like, I don't know what that fixed point is in Loki, but I yeah, think so there like, is one in there. Or um, and I, now, now I'm thinking like Loki probably like the fixed points only matter now that the multiverse is open. They didn't matter at all when the multiverse was closed. I don't it, that distinction like the multiverse being open and closed, like. Does that change the rules of, you know, like, what does that actually change? It really, the thing that it, it just lets people know that it exists, you know? And, like, travel is possible between universes. But, like, that doesn't change the rules of how universes function, right? Like Right, right. But, like, the the thing for me that I cannot, like... Regardless, the way that we're talking is that the multiverse obviously existed in Loki and with the TVA, like all throughout these events, all in the background, always existing. If Kang the Conqueror, he who remains, had to organize the entire multiverse into a timeline, there's no way that they are individually monitoring these timelines for any, any random variance that might be occurring from any random timeline they've created. Like he probably created an organized timeline with organized events. And if they got off of that organization, the multiverse opened, they got off that organization. The multiverse opened. I don't know. Are there like, like are there any, like there are saying, only a few fixed points now saying that there's no way that he's just checking for every little variant. Like the TVA is infinite. So like, it, they can just brute force it. The TVA is infinite. So like, I guess I still just can't process like how the multiverse is even able to be organized. Exactly. Like, that's ultimately the problem. We have no idea. Like we have zero idea. And however they're going to make that make sense to even like to the general public, like for people to grasp, oh yeah, here's this infinite thing that your mind can't grasp anyways but try to for the story you know like i i don't know i they're i'm trusting them though i think i don't know i think they'll i think they'll i i'm the thing for me is that like right now when i talk about things i have to like in the mcu i have to disregard loki if we're talking about the mechanics of the universe i can't think about loki or else what we just did happens every single time 
every single time. If I think about the events of Loki tying into anything else, I'm like, well, shit, how do we even explain this now? Like, I'm just afraid that that's ultimately what Loki is going to be as a whole. Like, a like just kind of like a, we can't even really regard that in terms it's of the function of this universe. It's not in a timeline. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's just. It just is. But damn. So, Spider-Man versus Avengers Endgame. Uh, for me, what is a better film? It's Spider-Man. Um, Actually? Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, like, Infinity War is better than Endgame, but, like, Endgame isn't bad, you know? Like, Spider-Man's it is... not bad. Okay. Do you... Okay. Whenever I was thinking about this the other day, about Toby's Spider-Man, and I really wanted to get honest with myself, I'm like, do I love this movie? Do I actually think this movie is good? You know, like, is this actually a good movie or do I just love Tobey Maguire that much that I can't see a fault in this movie? You know, like, uh, and I don't know uh, which one of these movies would I rather watch? Probably still Spider-Man. But like, what movie has like the higher peaks of enjoyment is definitely Endgame. Like, oh, that's cer- that's certain. But I, I'd, I'd also argue, like narratively, the better the better story put to paper was Spider Man. Avengers Endgame is great for a whole other slate of reasons. Like, I, it's it's great because it's the culmination of twelve years of movies all coming into all coming into one, and it's like a, it. And don't get me wrong, you're absolutely right. The highs in Endgame, fifty times higher than the highs in Spider Man. Like it, you get infinitely more enjoyment out of Endgame in certain moments than you do Spider Man. Hmm. And you know, it is kind of funny whenever we do it this way because I I, I bounce back and forth between the critical review and which I just like more. Uh, and this one's tough because one of them has the critical review. And has the enjoyment. You know, it's probably Endgame. Like, it's insane that a Spider-Man 2 song came on on the soundtrack playlist that has 1,500 songs. It's just, it's fate. (laughs) Um, It's letting me know that I I am not overhyping Spider-Man. I do not just love... It's a message from the universe. Yes. Um, Um... no, I'd say I'd say that Avengers Endgame. It it is it is it's not as bad as people have dismissed it to be at points. Um, still one of the more enjoyable movies. But if I'm taking like pound for pound, narratively, what is the what is the best story? What do I get the most enjoyment out of it? Obviously, Endgame Endgame has higher highs but I've loved Spider-Man since I was two. Um, I mean... I'm going to watch Spider-Man ten times before I watch Endgame once. I, I'm a rewatch Spider-Man before I rewatch Endgame. And it's like zero doubt about that. Like, yeah. I, if someone's like, would you rather me turn on Spider-Man from 2002 or Avengers Endgame? <laughs> I'm going to ask you to turn on Spider-Man 2002. 
like uh I, <sighs> you really have and to strap also, in for in game that's like it's a that's a it's chunk. almost a three hour movie yeah. and it's not even like a godfather it's like Whenever you're just watching The Godfather, it's like, yeah, I, that's this is a three hours that's like just worth it for sure. But like Endgame, you're kind of like, well, there's there about probably like, like an hour of this movie that I just don't need to watch. You know, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I'm comfortable passing along uh, our good old boy. Good old boy passed. Um, Spider-Man moving on past Avengers Endgame. And I and another and. and, and I, I know this isn't supposed to be part of the decision. Mm. Neither of them are probably making it past the next round. Yeah. Um, I did. Just, I mean, I don't know. We'll talk about it, but I don't know. It's true. Um, I mean, this. I don't want to spoil anything. We do have three Avengers matchups, like back to back to back right here, which is kind of crazy. Because, um, I mean, and so far, it's one and one. You know, the Avengers movies have won and lost. But it makes sense that it lost to a Spider-Man movie, you know? If it's going to lose. Yeah, yeah, you know. I guess if an Avengers movie could lose as well, could lose to one of the best solo uh, Marvel movies of all time. (laughs) And with that, let's go to our three versus our six and Doctor Strange versus Avengers Age of Ultron. Now, uh... I do think the solo movie wins again here. Uh, Doctor Strange is too strong of a movie to not move on. Age of Ultron's really fucking good, though. Like, mm-hmm. I like Age of Ultron more than I like Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, like, I, and again, I'll rewatch Age of Ultron before I rewatch Endgame. Um, frankly. On a personal note, I rewatch Avengers Age of Ultron before I rewatch Doctor Strange. Mm. However, there there are reasons outside of just how good the movie is and how much enjoyment I get out of it there. Doctor Strange just has really low moments that make me really sad. Mm. Um, While Avengers Age of Ultron has a couple of those, but not nearly to the extent that Doctor Strange has them. Like, I'm watching the first 40 minutes of Doctor Strange going, fuck, man. God damn. Like shit Mm -hmm. it it just like keeps happening and like that shit's sad he's got a sad origin story and like usually heroes do yeah yeah i guess usually they do uh but yeah um yeah i guess peter's isn't that yeah like spider-man's not that sad i mean uncle ben and true true that is part of his origin I'm, i'm just thinking of like how he was created basically Oh, I get you. But I guess the the Uncle Ben, that is part of his creation. You know, that is part of his origin. Like, Mm -hmm. it's that seems like a fixed point in time, you know, if if we're on that subject again, you know, like. Oh, that reminds me of what I was going to say with Doctor Strange a little Mm. bit ago. Um, But then we ended up talking for 20 longer minutes than I thought we would. Um, Doctor Strange. uh, So you said the fixed point in time. Are we willing to say that it is not him becoming Sorcerer Supreme, and it is him finding the mystic arts. I think that's what the Ancient One actually says. Um, I Because he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. Because th- they, they say it in the What If episode, right? That's where we get it. 
mm-hmm. is the what if when the H one comes back and was like, yeah, no, you you have to become the source supreme. It's a fixed point in time. I, I think maybe that's all she said. Not specifically like no. I think she did say like you had to find the way of the Mystic Arts. Like you you, it was it's just fixed that that had to happen. I think yeah. Hmm. Well, I think it's everything. I think the most important distinction is that he has to become the Sorcerer Supreme, and in order to become the Sorcerer Supreme, he has to find the way of the Mystic Arts. Mystic Arts. So, like, yeah, okay. So. The most important part of it is that he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme, but he still hasn't. That's the thing, but also the multiverse is broken open. So, like... Okay, so maybe the rules do change then. That that that's I, okay. I'm, I'm just like if we're operating under the assumption that Doctor Strange, the fixed point is him becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. I guess we haven't reached that yet technically, but if it's a fixed point in time, it would have already passed when he was blipped. I think. Oh wait. Um, if the evil Doctor Strange knows that it's a fixed point in time for him to become the Sorcerer Supreme and he makes that not happen, the multiverse opens up and he can do what he wants with it. So maybe he made it not happen and made Wong Sorcerer Supreme so that it did not happen. And oh, the- now we're going with the grand theory that the person responsible for the multiverse opening, period. Would be Doctor Strange himself. It's got to be Kang. I mean, well, I don't know, because Kang was content. Kang can just organize it after just, the fact. Yeah, so he was like, I don't, it's not Kang, I don't think. It, I mean, it would I, make I sense. I don't think Kang is responsible for the opening of the multiverse. I just know he's responsible for the organizing it after it was opened. I think it's um, either like Owatu or like a Doctor Strange. It has to be someone that is like multiversal or like an Ultron. You know, like it has to be someone who affected something multiversally, you know, not just like, and that's not easy to do, <laughs> No, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that, I never even thought about that. Like, uh, if maybe like, that's their way of telling us like, yeah, these fixed point in times are like not fixed anymore. And that balance of story or whatever is really not a balance anymore because they can just do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> if right. it's that way, you know, if the if the multiverse is being open means that they can literally do whatever they want, then <laughs> there's no logic to that. You know, it's just literally infinite. Whatever happens goes. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, we I don't know. May the 4th or 6th or 7th can't come fast enough, or 5th. Anywhere from May 4th to the 7th can't come fast enough. That's going to be a special time. (laughs) Mm. But, yeah, sorry to my boy, uh, Ultron. Yeah, you want to send him off? Yeah, you just, you know, it's this guy was the one who helped defeat you, you know, um, in, in, uh, after your prime, you know, after you killed everyone, um, you almost won multiversally too. Finally. Silence. Um, but but this guy, this was the one who who gave you the trouble. You know that protection spell really really fucked with you. Um, and I mean it 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 just makes sense that he's the one to send you out. Um, can't wait till you come back though. 
um, and break this shit all wide open and give us a lot to and everything. So just break the shit, just break the shit. But uh, yeah, Doctor Strange over Avengers Age of Ultron feels like the natural course of action. With that, let's get on to the next one where we've got a two versus a seven and Black Panther versus the amazing Spider-Man 2. You know, I guess we got to keep saying it over and over. If a Spider-Man movie is going to lose, it's going to lose to probably one of the best solo movies of all time that Marvel has. So right. we're on a really good run here of uh, these solo movies. Um, I mean, it's Black Panther. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like, I love The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but like, it's Black Panther. Like, and we've talked, we've, we've raved about Black Panther arguably more than any other movie or sh- character on this podcast if you direct your attention to the marvel character bracket mm. um you can go ahead and find out who won over there uh spoilers alert someone in this very matchup oh like that Bombay. that is no, that's like the- uh yeah hearing that like it's just like everyone's instantly in like you just know like Black Panther. You hear the whoop whoop, or you hear the bum bum. God, the first time in like, Infinity War, I was watching it, and they were like, "Cap," like I think it's Chris Evans. It's Captain America. Goes like, "I know where we can go," mm-hmm. and then like whoop 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 whoop, and you're like, yeah. bum, bum, Like they they start playing that shit, and you're like, "Oh yeah." Mm. Have you seen the TikTok trend where it's like an audience reaction to this moment in theater, and it's like. <laughs> Fucking like Dora the Explorer doing something. <laughs> uh, but that was like dead ass, like how I felt when Black Panther, like that first transition to Wakanda and Infinity War. I was like, yes, because that came out a couple months after Black Panther, mm. and I was just so high on that movie. And when that happened, it was like, oh, yes. Yeah, that, man, that, I don't know. We can't say enough good things about this movie. Like it, hopefully will be a timeless movie you know we've been talking and there's like three movies i want to rewatch now i know like, i got i mean we're gonna i'm i'm rewatching every marvel movie anyways um so right. i'll get there eventually um but man yeah it's we got a good universe you know we we definitely got a good universe going we live in a good time what a time to be alive but no yeah the amazing spider-man 2 deserves some credit too we'll, we'll send it off uh the most criminally underrated Spider-Man movie there is for my money. Um, we love you, Andrew. I love you, Andrew. I really do. You are, you are my fave, but, uh, I wish they would have said it back. <laughs> I do wish they would have said it back. That kind of sucked. Back. Maybe they will, you know, maybe plan that for later. It was improvised, you know, cute. What a guy. Cute. What a guy. What a guy. I love that guy. I love you guys. <laughs> No, yeah, he's just he's just a great he's just a uh, great actor. I love that dude, and you know, introducing Jamie Foxx as Electro and uh, adapting one of the most horrific moments in Peter Parker's lore with Gwen Stacy's death. Um, that's that was some shit. Um, I wish I wish we could have gotten the conclusion to that saga, and maybe we will. But uh, I really enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man too, and uh, the ending it does provide for that anyhow is still still all right i can still live with it you know like gwen dies and he's not spider-man for like a while Mm -hmm. like months and uh 
apparently you know, becomes a menace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And see that, that was one of the things in no way home that I was like, huh? Interesting. Now, now you of information. Yeah. Now you have to go back and finish that story or else I'm not going to be satisfied mm-hmm. because frankly, I was okay with the idea that he, he made his peace with Gwen's death at the end of the amazing Spider-Man two, maybe not made his peace with it, but like was able to move on and become Spider-Man again and was able to go back to doing Spider-Man shit. Mm. If I find out that the end of that movie was actually him going, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck these hoes up. Um, like he's actually murdering Rhino with that, with that fucking, uh, mm-hmm. uh sewer plate at the end. Like, like it's not a, in Spider-Man, like, he is super strength, which we like kind of often forget that he's like really strong, like one of the strongest in the universe, like pound by pound, which is kind of insane. Um, and like whenever we see Tom start to not pull his punches, like he punches this like cap shield, like the Statue of Liberty one, and like yeah, like it makes a dent in it, like a big ass dent, like not just like his fist, it was like a crater, you know, like yeah. dude, this like this man held together a giant fairy, like. I saw some stuff online that was like, what is stronger, Green Goblin's, Norman Osborn's Green Goblin mm-hmm. formula or Captain America's super soldier serum? Who has who has greater strength? And the consensus was Norman Osborn's Green Goblin serum mm-hmm. is, is the more powerful because he matches Spider-Man and Spider-Man is more powerful than Captain America. Um, but if the MCU were to adapt a Captain America versus Green Goblin fight in terms of the super soldier Steve mm. Rogers versus the Green Goblin, they probably wouldn't let that happen. It would probably look pretty even, even though Green Goblin's probably got a little bit of an edge on him, which mm. I just thought was uh, interesting. I never thought about that. Like, as just the serums, you know? like it's. Oh, no, yeah. I was like, what an interesting line of thought to, to consider. Like, Green Goblin's formula versus uh, the super soldier serum. Like, that's just that's just an interesting little... You know, thought experiment imagine giving someone like cap that formula where on one half of their brain there's steve rogers the most perfect just human being ever and then on the other half it's the menace that just wants to kill spider-man <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, get I've, him to uh, join him <laughs> I've, I've read stuff that it's funny that like at the end of spider-man no way home like norman osborne's like Thank you, Peter. I'm going to go back to my reality, and instead of being the murderous Green Goblin, I'm going to go design weapons for the United States military. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, ah, yeah, kind of kind of forgot what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, and he did say, like, yeah, if you ever need a job, you know, that's yeah. true. I Oh, damn. Yep. Oh, well. Maybe he's yeah, a better know, like, guy when he goes back and he's the, like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's no. not the, it's not the point of that movie's message, but like, uh, you know, hopefully he goes back and has the same sort of Iron Man revelations <laughs> that, uh, he had, that Iron Man had I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Um, nevertheless, that's why Black Panther beats the amazing Spider-Man too. Um, somehow we got there. I mean, Spider-Man connection, there's, there's something there. Um, but yeah, Black Panther's just a fucking great movie. So with that, on to the next. We've got a two seed versus a seven seed in Daredevil, the Netflix original series versus Black Widow. And I love Black Widow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I really do. <laughs> it's just sad. Um, sad he had to go up against the best Marvel show of all time. Is it better than WandaVision? Um, 
I think critically better. Uh, is I have it, more fun watching. Is it critically better than Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I think it's like far and away critically better than any Marvel show. Mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, I don't like. I don't really hold it in much higher esteem just because I enjoy them all so greatly. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, WandaVision, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Daredevil are all top tier Marvel content. You know, like they're they're all on the same level in mm-hmm. terms of how much I'm enjoying them. But uh, yeah, I got to go Daredevil over Black Widow here. And it sucks because I love the Black Widow movie. And like, God, we're getting to that point now where it's just going to suck saying goodbye to everything. Um, because Black Ooh. Widow is one of the more underrated movies there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm curious on how, uh, like that movie will be looked at like in five years. Um, like if, like there will be like a revamp of a lot of people watching it or like maybe when more like Yelena stuff happens, um, like people will go back and watch it and like, like it's her origin mm-hmm. movie. So and, hmm, it'll be interesting, but, but yeah, I mean, it's not going to beat out daredevil. So, no, yeah, it's just not, and uh, I don't know that it requires a ton more discussion. We like if you want some more Black Widow content, I again direct you to the Marvel Character Tournament, where uh, <laughs> she 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 made it pretty deep, in fact, uh, along with the Black Panther. Um, but yeah, Daredevil takes the cake over Black Widow, and it's funny coming off of a uh, Daredevil. Uh, watching that series and the treatment we gave him in that Marvel character bracket, he would not uh, have gone down in the round of 64. Uh, like, zero doubt in my mind. Unless he, he was would've... matched up against, I don't he know. He was matched up against Quicksilver. Um, he should have beat Quicksilver. Wait, he was actually in? In our Marvel character tournament, yeah. Oh my god! Did I just forget about him, and I just didn't give him like a? a well, yeah, that was the I thing. Is that I just I never watched, watched like Silver Surfer, like the cartoon, like right then no, and there. It, it was Quicksilver. Oh, quick! Oh, wait, what? Yeah, so, and I I was trusting you with that decision because I'd never seen Daredevil. Oh, that's my B then. Damn. <laughs> You're like, damn, don't know what to say. <laughs> like, what? Uh, maybe I was just, like, high on, like, an Evan Peters or, like, uh... I think that's ultimately what pushed us through is that we liked the Age of Ultron adaptation and stuff. Like, they did a pretty good job with Quicksilver, and we just didn't have enough on Daredevil, so that was it. Damn. Uh, I did my boy yeah, dirty. coming off the Daredevil series, that man's that man's a top two seed for me. Um, and I think he was, like, a seven in that bracket. Um, damn. Only if I could go back in time. You know, it's art. It's said and done, though. You know, I, I, I mean, ultimately, I don't think it would have. I don't know. That Wouldn't actually, could, I that actually could have changed a whole shaken lot. things up a little bit. Yeah, like I don't know, because Widow got there pretty like. I think she was a six. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That could have been interesting. interesting. Damn, interesting to think about. But yeah, Daredevil moves on past Black Widow. Um. And with that, on to the next, we got a three versus a six and Captain America, the Winter Soldier versus Deadpool. And uh, this is a fun one. Uh, definitely a couple movies I never would have compared otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Deadpool's good. <laughs> and I love Deadpool. Like, it's so funny and it's such a great introduction for that character into like a, a cinematic universe. Um, but Captain America, the Winter Soldier is just a. That's a special movie. Mm. Um, 
Boy Bucky. An un- that Boy Bucky. Yep. You know, we'll mention on it again. Shit. You know, one of the only movies I can just say two people's name. You know, two people's names just back to back, which is which is funny. Um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, I guess it, it it doesn't really roll if they just went Steve Rogers and then Bucky Barnes. You know, it, it, I you know whatever. But um, and I guess Cap is kind of a Winter Soldier too, like coming out of the ice. So it's like you know, it's like both Bucky and Cap are the Winter Soldier. So like you right. know, but uh, yeah, a beautiful movie. Um, and. I criminally downplayed it um, in our tier list making, and I'm sorry to this movie. Um, it's one of the all-time greats in, in the MCU. So, Oh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, Deadpool's great, but it's just – I think Deadpool 2 is more – even better than Deadpool, and Deadpool 2 is not going to beat Captain America the Winter Soldier, I don't think. So Mm-mm. Deadpool's not getting quite there, although it does – it is – fucking hilarious would be um, cool for a deadpool daredevil like you have like uh i don't some know sort of team up there like, uh, yeah like they're just kind of like the same but very opposite characters like they they both right. like have like the ninja and like swords and like whatever like whatever but like very opposite people <laughs> oh couldn't but, be uh, more opposite um but yeah, any anything with those heroes in red. Give me Deadpool, Spider-Man, and Daredevil all on the same shit, and I'll be just fine. Um, but yeah, with that, on to the next. We got a four versus a five, and what if versus Eternals. I'm interested here. This is a big one for you, Joe. This is a big one for me. Uh, I a, couple do... of, a couple of your top, top two for 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this uh, what if is... Aside from No Way Home. Um, yeah, aside from No Way Home. I, I mean. What if, before No Way Home, what if was my favorite piece of Marvel content that they released? I love the concept. I think they executed it perfectly um, in a way that no one expected. And I got exactly what I wanted. Um, so that show ticked every box for me. Um, I love it. Eternals, I saw it three times within the first couple of days. Like, I loved that movie. Yeah. Um, that movie was just awesome. I I loved the characters. I loved the the found family aspect. All I, the characters just worked well, so well together. Um, and the story was really intriguing to me. Um, and it, it opened up the MCU pretty, you know, a Massively. lot, a, a whole lot. So I don't think Eternals had the same impact on me that What If did. If I had to decide, I think it's What If uh, for me. But uh. I don't know. A lot of, you know, Eternals just coming out on Disney Plus not too long ago. A lot of people are watching it for the first time, and a lot of people are loving it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of love for it, which which is yeah. good. Um, because a lot more love for it now than it got in November when it came out. Because um, it, I don't understand. Like, it already was hated like before it came out. Like it yeah. seemed, and it, people were just like, "Yeah, the worst movie Marvel's ever made." Blah blah blah, and like. It just I doesn't can't even make fathom sense. how one yeah. might think that. It just doesn't make sense if you actually watch the movie. Um, so I mean, I don't know. This this is pretty close for me. It's what if, but I could see how Eternals could also pull this off. Yeah, for me, I, for me, the more enjoyable experience was Eternals. But I think there's something that 
the movie theater provides for me in comparison to a TV show on such a such an epic movie that it like grandiose in design like it's just massive so like it's awesome to see that in theater but what if week to week was special you know like i had a really fun time watching what if and i actually just rewatched a couple episodes last night couldn't couldn't fall mm-hmm. asleep turned on turned on uh what if captain carter were the first avenger mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. let it roll into what if t'challa was star lord and just like let let those two episodes play back to back and i remember just being like fuck man i remember when this show was premiering and i was like yeah, this is going to be awesome. Like, there's so many um, lines in What If, like, that are just so good. Like, um, I thought you were more than the sword and the shield. Turns out I'm a pretty good dancer, too. And then, she's like, mm. boom! You know, like, you have all these lines that, that, uh, like, if you're watching What If, you're part, you're, you're pretty deep in the Marvel lore. You know, you know every story, you know, like, you know a lot about Marvel, probably, if you're watching What If. At least and, if you're getting everything you can be out yeah, of it. And and uh those moments they put in there, like one liners that have so much backstory behind them, you know, like uh that you have to like put so many things together but you can just do instantly because I don't know, like it's I love that show. Like uh it just it brings out like what I love about Marvel the most in every episode and it's like a constant reminder of pre like previous callbacks. It's just like a fan service show basically. At the same time, it being just like a good story. Turns out it has a story, you know. Yeah, so, uh, no, yeah. And the only the only gripe I ever had with What If, and it didn't even come until the finale, was that uh, was that da- Gamora, daughter of Thanos, was like advertised to be a big part of the show, and then was a tiny part of the finale. Mm. Um, I really hope we get more Gamora, daughter of Thanos, and What If. Gamora is just for me one of the most underrated characters in the MCU, and I can't wait to see her. Uh, I in hope, whatever form uh, the first time I watched it, I really didn't uh, pull out like when Awatu called them the guardians of the multiverse. But like, whenever he says that, I think that's their way of saying like we'll see this group again. Um, and I, you oh know, yeah, like, like you, you are the guardians yes. of the multiverse. Like, there's not gonna be another guardians of the multiverse mm-hmm. in season two of What If. The multiversal problems in What If Season 2 will be solved. So hopefully that's our way of getting more Gamora. Um, I don't know. I'm just – I'm so curious on – like if Season 2 is going to start out as something completely new, then tie back in, you know, with itself and Season 1 at the end, or if it's going to like start tying in with Season 1 or like – Yeah, it's it's just an interesting thing they've got going over there. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm real excited to see what the fuck they do with with the whole MCU animated side of the universe. Like how how do you do – like, are we just doing multiversal products in in the animated style, or are we just, or are we eventually going to get direct MCU tie-in shows that are animated that are, which I would love. Like, I I would love that if they gave us like I was thinking about this yesterday. Like, uh, oh, there were a couple characters that I was just like, if you just give them an animated series, just have them go do their fucking thing and i can't remember who the two were but i was just like oh that'd be magnificent uh i wish i could recall but mm. damn but yeah i'm curious to like i don't know after seeing the evil doctor strange and then him showing up in the trailer like makes me question how much of what if is in the future plans for the mcu like how much have they teased already? Um, 
because like there's no way they go with the same exact story. Like there's no way that I don't know. There's no way they maybe the bare bones of it, like a Watu forming a team and having them save the multiverse. Like I can see that happening, but not in the exact way that we saw it. Um, right. And like I, I think like this evil Doctor Strange, like will probably. Um, have a pretty similar story, you know, trying to save his, you know, his loved one and then he can't do it at all. And then so he goes off for hundreds of years and absorbs everything, everything. So I, I see that one happening pretty similarly just because there's not many other ways to, to do that one. But right, right. But yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's interesting thinking about what that evil Doctor Strange is too. Like, are we looking at the same guy we saw at the end of What If? in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer. Uh, I'd be, I think it'd be kind of convoluted if it was someone else. However, uh, like the costume design is undeniably not exactly the same. Um, so like, it's, it's interesting to think about what that, what that might be, what that might be implying. I just don't, the thing for me is that I just don't think he'd have a lot of changes of clothes down there mm. uh, in, his, <laughs> in his little pocket dimension. I guess he can, or, you know, now he's out. Well, he has so magic, he can, so he can like yeah. changes. Oh, that's right. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess. Uh, have we ever seen him do that? Like change? I, I guess like Loki. He changed Mjolnir to an umbrella. So like, yeah. there's shit out there. Um, but yeah, I, hmm. interesting I'm with to see you. Where it goes? I think sure. ultimately, what if is the winner over Eternals here? I like Eternals. I I, I love Eternals even, but uh. What if is just it's just age it's aging better and better every every day. But uh Yeah. With that on to our final matchup of the round of thirty two. We've got the easiest one so far, <laughs> one seed Spider Man No Way Home versus eight seed Agents of Shield, Spider Man No Way Home fucking dominates. Sorry, Agents of Shield. Slam uh, dunk. Absolute dunk. Yeah, just I'm not even close. Rewatching Agents of Shield right now. It's really enjoyable, but uh <laughs> It's not on the level Spider-Man No Way Home was. Like, if I had the opportunity, like, say there's five seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I I really, really, really enjoy. It's like 20-something episodes of 40 minutes. However much time that is, I'd rather rewatch Spider-Man No Way Home (laughs) that entire time than watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) Um, Spider-Man No Way Home is just that good. Like, and that's not, that's not a diss on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Spider-Man No Way Home is just that much fun. Um, it is insane that, like, I've seen it three times, but I feel like I've not seen it enough. Like, whenever that thing is out, available, whenever, wherever it happens to be, like, oh my god, like... There might I, I don't even know if that's going to be available for streaming. Like I think you might have to buy it digitally, which is what I'm going to do. Um I mean, however I like it happens, the end of February, yeah. mm. the end of February, I think it's supposed to be available for digital. Yeah, however purchase. it happens, um I'm getting it. And any oh, bonus content that can come with it, like I'm excited for what what bonus content is going to be released along with this movie because I mean I don't know. The behind the scenes has to be pretty cool, you know, of just Oh, it has to be epic. like my thing too is that like, you know what we might have to do upon that digital release is get together and go ahead and do a a live commentary of Spider-Man mm. No Way Home. 
uh, because that shit's too that shit's too good. I could talk about it the entire time it's on. Mm. I don't know if this is a rumor, but I saw somewhere that there are more people in Multiverse of Madness than Avengers Endgame. There are more, like, um, which I just find incredibly hard to believe. But that could just be one flash on the screen for a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Like, like, what if it flashes a literal infinite crowd of Spider-Man variants, you know? Or, like, and that counts as, like, you know, does that count? No. But, like, I think they mean, like, actors and actresses that are... I think that's what they're... I mean, I they don't know, did. Though. They did six weeks of reshoots to get actors in this. Like, my thing is that, like, I'm not going to hold my, like, my expectation to be like, oh, we're going to see every single character we've ever seen in a Marvel movie ever. Like, I'm not going to go in with that. Like, I'll go in thinking we will get a few cameos. Because, like, we know that. We know we're getting a few cameos. That's a guarantee. It's the multiverse of madness. We got Andrew and Toby for Spider-Man No Way Home. We're getting a couple fucking cameos in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness at the very least. Uh, oh, man. What? Like, yeah, you know, like, I, I really hope they do stray away from that. Like you said, like, I hope they don't, like, people don't gravitate towards this cameos have to happen, like, in movies, you know? Um, because, like, that would really suck if you know, like Ant-Man Quantumania rolls around. I guess that's still kind of like a, a multiversal movie though. And people would probably still expect people to show up, but like, I guess like a, uh, let's see what else is coming up. Uh, Moon Knight. or like, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy volume three, you know, like I want that just to be the guardians and Thor. That's it. You know, like I don't want to have anyone else show up or, or want to have the need, you know, to feel like there has to be someone sh- that has to show right. up, you know, and I hope that uh that Marvel doesn't like just keep doing it to appease everybody and like make everybody happy or whatever. But I'm hoping Multiverse of Madness is kind of where it begins and ends, um, sort of like a like as far as the widespread cameos mm, go. Maybe. Like, <laughs> what what if this is their way of just getting it all done at once? They're like, I hope they're like, it fuck is. It, like, here's X Men, here's Fantastic Four, here's literally everything, and now, now we'll get, we'll get like rolling. Like, it'll be just un, like it will be pretty epic and unreal if like we're in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and he opens a portal and like Reed Richards' hand like stretches through it and you see the Fantastic Four. Like that would be like these are all objectively cool things that would be happening. But they don't like they can't happen anywhere else. This has to it has to be here and it has to be now and that's it. The crazy thing about that movie, we somewhat knew where Spider Man was going. We don't have a fucking clue, multiverse of madness. Like, is there gonna be a fight scene that's like way bigger than the end game fight scene? You know? Like is there gonna be is there a multiversal like, battle? Like an Encron crystal type battle, type beat battle, you know? Like uh we need everyone to stay alive. Like we need everyone. Like this is a an infinite war. We thought Infinity War 
was big, but this is a like true like it is an infinitely large army versus another infinitely large army, you know? I just like I can't imagine. Uh and frankly, I don't even think I want that. You know what I'm saying? Like I want I want Doctor Strange and Wanda to be the heart of the conflict of whatever's happening, mm. and that's it. Um granted, you know, I mean like I'm open to whatever. I'm not one of the people that'll that will be disappointed with a movie just because it doesn't do what I wanted it to do. Mm. Uh you gotta weigh the movie for its own merits and stuff, but mm. Man, what a round. I mean, this is the last round, I think, where there will just be like, oh, yeah, that obviously won. Obviously, like, yeah, there's the no more and stuff might be still easy, but like, ooh, it's going to be tough here. Let's give it. Let's give the people a, a, a peek. See as to what's coming next week on the Sweet 16. We've got a one seed versus a four seed and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Got a two seed versus a three seed in Guardians of the Galaxy versus WandaVision. We've got a two seed versus a three seed in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings versus the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then we've got a one seed against a four seed in Logan versus Spider-Man 2. I like that. That's a one versus a four, two versus a three, two versus a three, one versus a four on that side. Like it's... (laughs) It's all, it's all on the same page. And then on this side, one versus four. Avengers Infinity War versus Spider-Man 2002. Two versus three. And Black Panther versus Doctor Strange. Two versus three again. And Daredevil versus Captain America the Winter Soldier. And one versus four. And Spider-Man No Way Home versus What If. So, more so than our Marvel character tournament, we are seeing our seeding work to its exact, like, to its to its effect this is something that was supposed to happen uh usually um which i guess makes sense um, it does you know we generally knew how we felt about these movies going and in. characters uh, or it, it, that's like a whole different thing uh, you can interpret characters in so many different ways and i guess you can movies as well but but there's only so many ways you can interpret a movie like <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah man this is uh it's gonna get hard but i'm ready for it yeah, this is going to be interesting. Interesting indeed. Yeah, those threes, those three versus twos. That's where, like, that's where it really gets interesting in in the middle there. Mm. Um, but yeah, we have a we have a lot to look forward to here in these last these last couple rounds here. Sweet sixteen, elite eight, and uh, we'll probably do our usual finale episode where it's the whole shebang wrapped up. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, with that, I conclude the latest episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It was I, Colton Robertson, and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, of course. And uh, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find well over 20 hours of exclusive content. And uh, just before this episode, in fact, we recorded a uh, a 50-minute Patreon-exclusive episode uh, titled uh, Discovery Takes a Day. Uh, and that'll be out. That'll be out pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, we got a whole bunch of content over there for you. If you would help follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom pod, where you can vote on this very bracket, uh, give us your opinion as to who you think should have won these matchups, uh, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom podcast, uh, rate and review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. If you're fucking with me and Joe, join us on our 52 year journey through film. 
uh, last Friday was 1973's American Graffiti. This week is 1974's... What the fuck did we cover for 1974? The Godfather Part 2. Mm-hmm. Yes, The Godfather Part 2. Uh, that'll be this Friday. So if you're a Godfather fan, we got a couple episodes for you here uh, with The Godfather being what we covered in 1972. Um, yeah, got 52-year journey through film, folks. We're, we're not just Marvel and Star Wars fans. We're talking, we're talking movie movies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, every Friday right here, one year after the next. Uh, like I said, this Friday is 1974. The next Friday will be 75, 76, 70, seven, so on, so forth, all the way through the last week of December, where on that last Friday of December, we will be talking a movie from 2022. Very, very exciting. Um, so hell yeah. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. <laughs>